Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, The Coven by CB Drogi. Grizz thought the interview was over, but Delta Rose, assistant minister of adept operations, after questioning her about her abilities and her life for over an hour, had told her that someone else would be coming in to speak with her after he left. So she sat. She was starting to think it might have been a mistake and that no one was coming. It had been fifteen minutes. She decided to give it five more and then go out and ask someone. She wished she had a book or her communicator with her. The room was a simple, unadorned box with green walls and an artificial wood table with a few chairs. There weren't even windows to look out of, despite that the ministry building sat in one of the most beautiful locations on the city station. Grizz squinted at one of the chairs and concentrated, trying to shift it slightly back from the table. Her eyes watered, and it felt like her skull was tightening, but nothing happened. She knew that no adept, no matter how sensitive, could ever use their power without an engine nearby, but she'd heard it was good to practice the techniques even when the engine was not around to make her will manifest. Now that she knew how to flex the muscles, as it were, she could get a little stronger without actually doing anything. She wasn't sure how much she believed it, but she still found herself doing a lot of flexing throughout the day, especially when bored. She tried again, and this time the chair shifted just a touch. Startled, she closed her mind, but realized after a moment what must have happened. There were likely many adepts who worked in this office. One must have passed the room with a portable engine, and she had been touched by the edges of the field. As confirmation, there was a small knock at the door before it opened wide, admitting a woman of bold presence. She swept into the room with a bit of a flourish, closing the door behind her. She was tall and thin, adorned in a perfectly tailored rose-red pencil skirt suit. Her hair was in a bun, and she carried an aluminum scepter with a glowing gem at its end. This would be her portable engine, of course. Grizz rolled her eyes. It had been a hundred years since M.A. engines were so big they had to be carried in a staff or scepter. Most people who had them liked to keep them a bit more discreet these days, usually in a belt buckle or simply stowed in a pocket. To brandish one like this was an antiquated pretension. The woman adjusted her half-moon spectacles, another affectation from the past, and glanced at Grizz. When she spoke, her voice was high and sweet. "'You must be Grizella.' she said. That's a lovely name. Grizz was immediately on her guard. People often commented on her name, but usually they called it interesting in a hesitant sort of way, or sometimes they simply asked her if she had a nickname. No one ever said the name was lovely unless they were pandering or condescending to her, neither of which she trusted. Grizz, Grizz said simply. The woman flashed a frown. Grizz, then she said. I'm Bethany Harold. I'd like to talk to you about an opportunity. She smoothed her skirt and sat across from Grizz at the table. Grizz brushed the hair out from in front of her eyes and sat back into the chair. What kind of opportunity? I'm sure the assistant minister went over your compulsory service requirements with you, she said. He had. 
But Grizz had known since she was ten that her abilities would mean a non-voluntary two-year stint in the Guard Forces, starting on her eighteenth birthday. She nodded. You may be able to avoid that, Bethany said with a sly smile. Grizz only then noticed that the woman was wearing a small black pin on the lapel of her suit, a crooked, pointed hat crossed with a broom. Oh, you're a... Grizz began, but the woman cut her off. I'm a representative of an ancient organization which is always interested in recruiting women with talents like yours. Like mine? Grizz asked. Was she really being invited to the coven? You're a presto, the woman explained, using the slang term for a telekinetic adept. And a very keen one from the reports I've read. You would no doubt be a great asset to the guard force, and would likely rise through the ranks quickly and easily, if you chose to stay beyond your compulsory service. It would be an easy life, filled with respect and power, and perhaps a future in political leadership. We haven't seen a presto of your power in this city in two generations. You would be a shining star, the brightest jewel in the crown of Spin City Delta Row. Despite herself, Grizz felt her face grow hot. She knew she was good, even advanced, but this was too much. She sat silently and waited for the but that was surely coming next. Perhaps, Bethany said, easy isn't what you want or what you need. If you come with me, it will be challenging. The training will be grueling. The respect will be hard-earned. And the power will be a long time coming. But your importance will go beyond this tiny city. Our organization spans the many settlements of humankind and wields power across the system. Grizz knew about the coven, of course. There were plenty of stories. She had heard that they were the true power behind the Soul Council, that they guide civilization from the shadows using wit, wisdom, and their extraordinary adept powers. She'd also heard rumors that they eat goats raw, consort with pirates, and steal babies. She had even heard someone recently say that the Coven had been responsible for the attack on the Venus colony 30 years ago. In a universe of peace and transparency, the Coven was an enigma. Can you tell me more about your organization, she ventured. The woman's eyebrows knit and her nose crinkled a bit over her understanding smile. I'm afraid not, but I think you already know something of who we are. If you accept my offer, of course, you will learn everything you need to know once you're off this city. Off the... Grizz started to ask, but then caught herself and said, Of course, I would have to leave Delta Row. Bethany only continued to smile, her expression now open and inviting. A picture of patience. Grizz wondered how patient she really was underneath. What would I tell my friends and family? She asked. Nothing, the woman said. If you accept my offer now, you will never contact them again. They will be informed of your death in a tragic transport accident. Grizz gasped, for the first time really shocked by all of this. Taking it all in was overwhelming. Can I take time to think about it? Unfortunately, no, Bethany said simply. If I leave without you now, we will never contact you again, and you will never find us. Grizz thought of all her dear friends, her parents, her schoolmates, her dog, to never see them again, but to be part of something so vast, so powerful. 
She took a deep breath and let it out slowly, giving herself that moment to think. Okay, she said then. Okay? Bethany asked. Okay, Grizz repeated. I'll go with you, right now. Bethany's smile returned once more, seeming genuinely pleased this time. I had a feeling you would make the right choice, Grizella. She stood and moved toward the door. Our transport is already waiting. Grizz stood and followed the woman out of the room, without looking back. This has been The Coven by C.B. Drogi. Interested in more stories like the one you just heard? This podcast is supported by Manowaker Studios' patrons on Patreon. Patrons of Manowaker Studio all get access to free weekly stories like this one and other content in the patron feed. And supporting at a higher tier includes a subscription to Manowaker Books. To find out more or to become a patron, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. I'm CB Drogi. Thanks for listening. Episode 0129, Copyright 2016, CB Drogi and Manowaker Studio.